Well, it is December 21st, which means by my excellent uh, calculations, math calculations, that Christmas is in four short days. And I'm just wondering uh, if any of you are already restless or anxious or crazy uh, by all that is happening around us. Anybody already out of joy and peace uh, that we're supposed to be celebrating? I was driving around in Cedar Park yesterday running errands uh, with all 12 million other people doing the same thing. And we weren't even really all trying to get to the same place, but we were all trying to use the same way to get to all the different places. I'm not sure there was actually a lot of holiday cheer being spread amongst all of us as we were out on the roads uh, yesterday. Uh, There actually might be any number of reasons that you are missing peace this year or missing the joy of Christmas. Maybe it is that you are missing family. Or maybe it is that you've already had too much family. Or maybe you feel like you're missing out on all the Christmas celebrations and the parties. Or maybe you feel like you've had too many to have to go to. Maybe you feel like Christmas is just different. Maybe it is different for you this year. Maybe from a move or the death of a loved one or a broken relationship or financial challenges or health challenges or something that is just different in your world, in your life, in your surroundings this year. It's easy for us to get caught up in the culture around us and what everyone else is doing this time of year or what everyone else has this time or year of year. We're watching uh, all these Hallmark movies, which are lovely, except that always in like the last two minutes, everything gets tied up in a nice bow, right? And everybody lives happily ever after. And that's just not our reality, right? Some of us are longing for Christmas the way it used to be. Some of us are dreaming about Christmas the way it might be someday. And somehow the right here and right now gets lost in all of that. Sometimes the true peace seems just out of our grasp. For some of us, it's just behind us somewhere in the past. For others of us, it's, it's just out of reach, but we know we can almost see it. And for some of us, it's just out of reach right beside us. We're just lost in, in place. I wonder if this is you in any way this year? If it's not, I wonder if you know someone else for whom this is true this year. Let's pray. Oh Lord, we pray that you would open our ears to hear and our hearts to receive your word to us today, that it would take hold of us, that this word that is familiar to us would find a new way into our very being. And I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts would be pleasing and acceptable to you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. We're in this series with Charlie Brown looking for the real meaning, searching for the true meaning of Christmas. A couple of weeks ago, uh, in Giving Up Control, we heard from Lucy that Charlie Brown just needed to do something, needed to be involved and that that would help him out. And, and this week's advice comes from Sally, whose, advi- whose advice is really that getting something is what would help. Do any of you who still have children at home hear that refrain at all? 
in your house. I was just talking to Jane, actually, about the dynamic in, in our home between um, the number of presents and the actual costs of said presents, right, that don't always match up. Uh, and, and so sometimes that whole, it's not, I just want my fair share, right? That's, that's really all I want. Has there ever been something uh, that you've, uh, something that you've really, really wanted so badly that, that you just, you know, you, you think about it, you think about how your life would be complete if you had it, that how your life would be easier if you had it, something that, that would just bring such satisfaction to you would be the perfect gift. Maybe it was a thing, maybe it was a something small or something large, or maybe it was not a, a, something, a, a possession, but maybe a, a relationship or the perfect job or, or an event that, that would go just right. Maybe you've been dreaming about that and, and envisioning that. And Well, have you ever gotten exactly what you wanted? And, and if you did, did it actually live up to the expectations you had for it when you were dreaming about it and visioning about it and longing for it. Often we look to things like money for, for Sally, just bring the 10s and 20s. If you can't get everything in every size and every color, just, just bring the 10s and 20s, that's okay, right? Money or possessions, or sometimes we actually look to other people to satisfy the longing that is within us, that unrest that is within us. Sometimes we look to recognition for what we do or for who we are, or we look for success, or we look for experiences that will satisfy that longing in us to provide fulfillment and to provide meaning. It's not uncommon, though, that even when we get exactly what we think we want, it often doesn't truly satisfy, or at least not in the way that we thought that it would. A couple of years ago, uh, Instant Pots were all the rage at, at Christmas time. And, um, it, you know, in my mind, it promised, like, instant dinners, right? Instant Pot, by the way, doesn't mean instant dinner, which I, it should. If it's going to be advertised as instant, it should make instant dinner, right? But I envisioned this uh, low prep on my end, no fuss, no, you know, very little cleanup, sort of this dinner magic that would happen if I had an Instapot. And I got one. And, um, you know, the truth is it, does, it didn't really live up to my expectations for what it was supposed to do, what I envisioned it doing. It, it, we use it, and it's nice, but it still requires work on my end to make dinner, right? It didn't really live up to what I had in my mind. Sometimes it I suspect that, that the things that we want and the letdown we feel when we get what we want is that the anticipation of having what we think we want, that buildup of, of this perfect gift or this perfect person or this perfect position or this perfect experience, the buildup of it is often so much bigger and greater and unattainable than the actual thing itself. I think sometimes we are less than satisfied, completely satisfied with it, because we have misidentified the actual longing to begin with. For me, the Instant Pot, it would have been 
great if it really, really saved me tons of time and energy and cleanup in the kitchen. But, but my real longing was for family dinner time, the relational piece of that. And there is not a button on the Instant Pot that can make that happen, right? Sometimes the things that we think will satisfy us don't because they're bigger in our vision and our anticipation. And sometimes they don't satisfy us because what we think we're longing for is not really what we're longing for. The truth is the real meaning of Christmas, the satisfaction we're looking for, true peace, can't be found in something we do or in something that we possess. It comes in being. Peace True peace is not the absence of conflict or the absence of struggle. It is the presence of God. It's not about getting everything that we want. It is about surrendering our wanting to what God wants for us. Peace isn't about being in control. It's about trusting God's timing and God's work. Our scripture tonight comes from Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I'm a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who is said to be barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. You know, I suspect that what's not recorded is some kind of thought process or conversation between for nothing will be impossible with God and Mary saying, Great, here I am. Right? I mean, when you think about the story and the context And what is being said, here's Mary, whose life has just been changed in an instance by the presence of God, by a willingness to surrender to God, and by trusting that God will be at work. True peace comes in that way. Being in the presence of God, being in a posture of surrender, and being in a position of trust. Being in the presence of God, the gift of Christmas is that God is with us. Emmanuel, the name of Jesus, means God with us. Wherever we are, 
right here, right now, wherever we are. God brings us peace in the midst of our circumstances, even if our circumstances don't change, the presence of God remains. The Lord is with you, Mary. Don't be afraid. Can you imagine the story for Mary without that declaration of God's presence? It starts with the declaration of God's presence. The Lord is with you, Mary. Don't be afraid. The first part of receiving that true peace is being in the presence of God. I wonder where it is that it's hard for you to believe, really believe that God is with you. Not over there somewhere, not with someone else only, but with you where you are. Where is it hard for you to believe that? Be in the presence of God. Be in a posture of surrender. We want so badly to control everything in our lives. Truth be told, we'd like to be able to control everybody else in our lives as well. We like the idea that somehow we can tell things what to do and where to go and and how to be, that we have some say in how our lives work. And we just aren't in control, no matter how much we think we are, no matter how hard we try to be in control, we are not in control of how the world works. And there is brokenness and there is pain and there is sorrow and there is suffering. We don't get to be in control. We want so badly to try to tell God what is best for us and what is best for our neighbor. And we want God to just go ahead and do it like we think God ought to do it. And God doesn't work that way. Mary says to God, here am I, the servant of the Lord. It's a surrender to the presence and the power of God. It is a letting go of whatever Mary might have envisioned or wanted and allowing God in. A letting go of what I want to receive what God offers. I wonder, what is it hardest for you to surrender? Where is it hardest for you to be in this posture of surrender, of what you want to receive what God wants? Be in the presence of God, be in a posture of surrender, and then be in a position of trust. Our posture is surrender. Our position is trust. We're standing on the truth that nothing is impossible with God. Standing on the truth of who God is, that God is transcendent, that God is creator of the universe, and God is imminent. God is the very breath that we breathe. God knows all the stars, and God knows every cell of our being. God knows our hearts and our thoughts knows intimately who we are, being sure of that truth of who God is and of who we are, that we're created in the image of God, that we're beloved children of God, that we are saints and we are sinners who are saved by grace, that we are holy, we are set apart, we are chosen to be God's people as God is our God. That's who we are. To stand on the truth of that, to stand on the truth of the life and the work of Jesus who made the way for us, 
and who shows us the way to stand on the truth of the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to be at work in ways that we can't see, but we can trust. Mary surrendered herself in complete trust to the God to whom she belonged. I wonder what part of God's truth do you most need to remember today? Do you most need to remember the truth of who God is or the truth of who you are? Or the truth of the power and presence of God's Spirit with you and at work? Mary had no way of knowing, really, how her life would go. She had no way of knowing how her life was going to change, no way of predicting how out of control her life would be, how being the mother of Jesus would not be free of worry or conflict or pain. And yet, she offers herself, she surrenders herself to be a home for the very presence of God. The life of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit. I know that all sounds good, right? That's, we, we come to hear good news. I know that sounds good, and I also know how hard that is for us in this broken world. While God offers us this peace, this true peace as a gift to us, it really is a lifetime of receiving it and believing it and allowing it to take root in us. Sometimes we feel it. Sometimes we don't. But that doesn't mean it's not there. We can trust the truth in it, even in the struggle when we aren't getting what we want or our lives feel out of control or it's next impossible to understand the timing of God's power at work in and through us and for us. Even then, we can be in the presence of God and we can be in a posture of surrender and we can be in a position of trust. 20 years ago, I moved to Austin from San Antonio, I left, uh, I quit my job at the hospital there. I moved to go to seminary full time. I wasn't married, didn't have kids. I was on my own living in the community on the seminary campus. We got to Christmas time and I knew that that would be probably one of the only Christmas Eves that I would not have to work. When I worked at the hospital, we worked Christmas Eve. I knew that working at a church would mean I was working Christmas Eve, but at that point I was just in school. And so I was excited about being able to not work on Christmas Eve. My mom and her husband, they had just gotten married that July. They lived in Houston, but they had property in North Carolina that they uh, spent time at. And my aunt lived in North Carolina. So the, the plan was that they were going to come to Austin for a couple of days with me for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day before they went to North Carolina for, the, for some time at Christmas. So that was what I was expecting. That was what I was planning. That's what I was counting on. And on December 22nd, the plans changed. My mom called and said, <clears throat> we've decided that we're not going to come to Austin. We're going to go ahead and go to North Carolina. And I sat on the phone in silence as I wept because that was my Christmas that she was upending. Right? I was still the single one in the family, and I think for 
Many people, that meant for them that my schedule was the most flexible and that I was expected to be the most flexible one when it came to plans. But my whole Christmas had just been upended. And so we scrambled uh, around a little bit, and on Christmas Eve, I got on a, a plane to go to Albuquerque to visit my dad and, and his wife. He had also recently gotten married, and, and so we made all his arrangements uh, for me to get on a plane and fly there. I didn't have gifts. I didn't know if they would have gifts. I didn't know what to expect being there. I didn't know what their traditions would be, but I went. And they made sure to make space for me in their celebrations. They had gifts for me that they went and got. They had a stocking for me. We worshiped at the Episcopal Cathedral where they sang in the choir. We uh, went, they added me to the, uh, my stepmom's family had a tradition of eating at a certain restaurant on Christmas Day. Her dad made all his arrangements. They added me into the reservations with the family. They simply made space for me. Their Christmas also got interrupted and upended in a way that they were not expecting. It was not the Christmas that I was expecting, that I was counting on, that I was hoping for, but perhaps it was one of the holiest Christmases that I've ever had. And it was a turning point for me in my relationship with them. And I have never forgotten it. God was meeting me in the midst of my struggle, in the midst of my loss of control, in the midst of my longing. God met me with peace. Christmas does not always look like what we think it should, what we're expecting, what we think will make it perfect and satisfy our longing. But life doesn't really work that way either. And yet God enters into our very longing and our expectations to be Emmanuel, God with us. Period. Not God with us if everything goes according to our plans and expectations. Not God with us if everybody in our family is magically and miraculously reconciled and getting along, right? Not God with us if only if I have my act together. God with us in the very mess and missed expectations and upended longings. God with us in that space of our hearts and our lives. And in that presence is our hope and is our love and is our joy and is our peace. The true peace is right here, right now. Wherever right here and right now is for you, we're invited to be in the presence of God. We're invited to be in a position, a posture of surrender, and be in a position of trust, believing that the peace of Christ is true. For us and for all the world, yesterday and today and forever. I don't know what you're expecting for Christmas this year. I don't know if there's something that seems like it would be the perfect thing for you to satisfy all your longing. I don't want to burst your bubble. But unless Jesus is really your true peace, there's nothing that will satisfy the deepest longing of your heart. Maybe this week this is what you need to remember, that the true peace that you're looking for really is being 
in God's presence who is with us in Christ. Surrendering what you want for what God wants for you. And then landing on the truth and trusting, trusting the truth of who God is and who you are. It's almost Christmas. Four days, in fact. I invite you to receive the peace of Christ right here, right now. Let us pray. Lord, we pray that as we look to so many things to satisfy the longing that's in our hearts, that you would remind us that it's only Jesus that can satisfy that longing. It's only your love for us, born in a manger, come to live in the midst of our brokenness, entering into the mess of the world. That's what will satisfy us, Emmanuel, God with us. We are grateful, and we pray that you would help each of us to surrender and to trust in your power and in your presence with us right here, right now, and that somehow you would empower us at the same time to offer that to the world, which so desperately needs it. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.